Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Rick Schaefer. I'm Randy Rainbow. It's time for Bart Reed, Drive Time Sports Insider for everything basketball in Arkansas. Bart is a former college player here in Arkansas and has worked alongside many of the top college prospects in Arkansas with his pure sweat skills and drill program. Bart Reed is brought to you by Arch Street Wheel and Tire. Tell them you heard this ad on the buzz and you'll get $100 off instantly with the purchase of four Toyo or Nitto tires. Only at Arch Street Wheel and Tire. Hello, gentlemen. If you, good afternoon, Mr. Bart Reed. If you can uh, use just a little bit of patience with me. We're also joined by the doctor of football, Dr. Fitzgerald Hill. Uh, we've got some callers who are waiting, so let's let's talk with our callers real quick. Uh, Woo Pig, good afternoon. Well, good afternoon, young men. Um, I have a question. Uh, we have a couple of guys that named Sanders, and they're different numbers. Uh, we got 42 on defense and number five on offense, and they're both putting out pretty good uh, uh, work. Of course, you got KJ and a number of other people out there. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm just enjoying this. But what do you think about the Sanders twins? <laughs> They're both really, really good. Not twins, but uh, goodness, Rocket has had a really good start to the year. Guy that was a former wide receiver last year, a good running back. This year, that much better. And I've said, uh, I don't know who we lost there. I, I've said consistently that. Drew Sanders is the type of linebacker everybody, including Alabama, covets, and that's why he went to Alabama to start with. So um, I'd say the impact that he's going to make all year is going to be remarkable, and want to be interesting, Randy and Bart, to see Drew Sanders line up against Alabama because that's what they're used to having on their side, and uh, he'll be playing for Arkansas. That may not be related but they are definitely impact players yes, on both are. sides of the yep. ball. Sure. And, you know, I, I'm one of those that love Fitz. I, I don't know when when you were coaching, if you ever had in the back of your mind or you thought, okay, um, I want to get, I want to make sure this guy gets a thousand yards. I, I want to make sure. One of my receivers maybe gets a chance to get a thousand yards, or my quarterback can mm-hmm. pass for three thousand. Whatever number it was, with Dominic Johnson coming back, I don't know how much that's going to affect um, Rocket Sanders. The pace that he's on right now, he's got what two hundred fifty plus yards through the first two games. I mean, start doing the math, and I mean that adds up well over to a mm-hmm. thousand yards on the season. And uh, we saw last year, which was rather remarkable, five different backs over five hundred yards. And Arkansas was led uh, by KJ Jefferson, who had over six hundred yards. So, um, uh, man, I know that's an individual sometimes recognition or or honor. Uh, to go over a thousand yards, but man, the pace that Rockets on. What'd you say, Ricky's number four right now? Yeah, he's number four in the, in the NCAA. He, he's leading the SEC. He is leading the SEC in rushing, averaging wow. one hundred thirty-seven and a half yards a game, and he's number four in the country. So, you know, I, the 
thing about it is, last year, Dominique was getting most of the carries, and, and Sanders got some. Uh, it might be the other way around this time. I guess, To me, the guys that it may affect are Dominion and Green, because I think Sanders right. is still going to get his carries. Um, so the, so do Dominion and Green get the type of carries that they've had? Although in a game like this Saturday, you hope that they're going to get several carries. Yep. Uh, yep. Randy, to your point, and, and to, it, there is a way in recruiting, and yeah, as Coach Pittman was talking about, that's the reason he tweeted out being 10th in the country. Well, you like those individual stats. I'm, I would say with great confidence that we got Boo Williams because Anthony Lucas went for 1,000 yards in 1998. So when you're going to go recruit other people and be able to say, you know, KJ's having a good year, then you can go recruit another great quarterback. Great players like being around great players. And, and, when, you promo- and when you promote them, I mean, Rick knows, you ha- when you're trying to promote somebody for all SEC or for, for honors, you know, you have to put those campaigns together, but you have to have something to put those campaigns together That's for. Right. And, they, and these numbers give you that opportunity to do that. Speaking of that, he's off to a DMAC type of start. I mean, he is as far as, you know, we may not see him run 70 yards and outrun everybody, but he did have runs of 47 and 46 the other day, and those are those are big, big plays. You don't get those kind of running plays very often. Yep. Let's check in with uh, Shane. Shane, good afternoon. Welcome to Drive Time Sports. Hey, guys. Just wanted to uh, – I, I missed the part with a tray uh, that you had, and I was going to see uh, if Slusher or Dominic – or Jordan, I'm sorry, Dominic Johnson, uh, are they both at practice today? Well, they don't get they don't get to look at practice on Wednesday. So yesterday was the last day they got to watch practice. So we don't, we don't know that. And Slusher was not out there yesterday. During the I don't time. expect Slusher to play just from the sounds of it. Yeah. Uh, Dominic and Johnson, that that uh, ball is in his court, so to speak. Yeah. And whether or not he plays will be up to uh, to Dominic. And right. and I don't for know Slusher, how many carries that that means. Yeah. For and for Slusher, if it, if it's a matter of he's borderline, he could probably play. Then again, you don't. You save him for the following week. Uh, he hasn't been out to practice in well over two and a half, almost two and a half weeks now. So, uh, and from the sounds of it, I don't think he will be playing on Saturday. That's just my opinion. And that was even after seeing his name on the tip chart that was released uh, just the other day. Um, Mark, you have got your hands into something that is very, very important, impressive, if you will. Three players. We're going to the Pangos All-American Camp next year. What kind of honor is this, Bart? Well, it's an invite only. And actually, Randy, it's actually not this weekend, but it's next weekend in California. So they actually okay. do this when school starts. So it's uh, it's a it's a unique deal because it does give time players time to to prepare for the summer. So Pangos is when you talk about the invite and you talk about the names of those type of All-American camps. Those are it's it's on up there, as, as Coach Fizz will tell you. Like, it's, yeah. it's a name. It's invite only, and it's been around a long time, and there are no guys going to that that can't play. So they like to keep it, as they say, in the top 200. So we have uh, Tan Crosswhite from Sheridan, Ellen Shelby from Bryant, and Bo Batchelor from Magnet Cove. And 
those are three big time, big time players. They're they're young pups, but they're big time players, and I expect them to go out to Long Beach not this weekend, but next weekend. I think they'll perform extremely well and represent the state. Last year, I also had three go and uh, or two go, and both of them placed in the top fifty out there and did extremely well. So. Arkansas basketball represents when they travel across state lines, and I expect that to continue weekend after next. And Bart, this from our Asher Record Service Company live in feedback. Ben says, if Bart is on, can you ask if Honor is good fit for Arkansas? I saw where Coach Muss was watching him at practice. What is he looking for in that class? Well, I think with a player like Honor, he's looking for best available player, regardless of what they've got, honestly, on the bench or what he wants to recruit at what I would say 6'5", more 205, 208 range. It allows him, and I've said this multiple times, I think you are what you are in college. And so what that translates to, if you're just looking at the game, is what you can guard really determines your minutes tied to the a specific position and touches you get on the offensive end because the two go hand in hand. So Honor can guard a three, a two. I certainly think he has the athleticism to guard a one. And I could say this, he could even slide down and guard a smaller four because I think as a freshman, he puts on 10 to 15 pounds of muscle. Guys, we've seen it so many times. This is a physically dominant type of player that's not on a real regimented workout program. They work out, but still, when you go to college, as Coach can tell you, it's another level of commitment. So I think he'll put that weight on. He absolutely is a great fit because he's a great defender. So I think Coach Musselman is going after those top-tier, four- and five-star, more five-star type players. Honor certainly fits that mold, and he's a defensive guy along with being highly skilled. We're spending a lot of time in the gym. I am his ball handling is the one thing that we need to continue to work on. His shooting has come a long way, but his ball handling will be there. And absolutely, I think he's one of the top priorities, if not the top priority, in that 2024 class for Coach Musselman. Interesting that you you made the observation and something that I guess you're trying to correct with honor, and that is getting arch on his shot I, I i didn't realize that yep. was an issue but uh, apparently it's something that you've been working hard that is arching the basketball yep so it's probably the one universal problem i see with guys now shooting the basketball especially high level guys they shoot a really flat ball and you know randy we've got numbers to this so they say the optimum drop angle is about 42 to 45 degrees so that's Steph Curry level. So the higher you shoot it, the more probability the ball goes in the hole. All right, hold that thought because i got another question to go along with that. Hang, hang tight, Bart. That's Bart Reed. Pure sweat basketball skills. Thanks again to Art Street. Wheel and tire. Greg Schaefer along with the doctor of football, Dr. Fitzgerald Hill. I'm Randy Rainwater. Each and every Wednesday. 530 we are joined by it's time for bart reed drive time sports insider for everything basketball in arkansas bart is a former college player here in arkansas and has worked alongside many of the top college prospects in arkansas with his pure sweat skills and drill program bart reed is brought to you by 
Arch Street Wheel and Tire. Tell them you heard this ad on the buzz and you'll get $100 off instantly with the purchase of four Toyo or Nitto tires. Only at Arch Street Wheel and Tire. Part back to shooting the basketball. And you were talking about Honor Boktong working on that uh, arch on his shot. Most players, you said, shoot the flat or flatter type of shot rather than with an arch. Where do you think this begins with players? I mean, players are repeating these habits over and over and over again. Is it because maybe they grew up on a eight-foot goal or whatever it was, and that's where they began just trying to get the ball maybe up to the rim? But where, where does all this begin? Oh, let me do this. Bart may be talking away. Bart, if you even started or attempted to answer, start now. Okay. So, to speak on art, so we'll, we'll say this. The prototype shot that people say is Clay Thompson. So, I might have said this on the, on the radio. People that rebound his shot actually have to wear gloves because the NBA ball is leather, and it tears up their fingers. That's how high he shoots the ball as it comes down wow. through the net. Good. So, if you look at players, Randy, you would like to think it's that. So I, all shooting problems are man-made. First of all, if you give a kid a ball and you just give it with no teaching, he will just naturally shoot the ball that's biomechanically the best to get the ball to the rim and most efficient. So, like, my son has no shooting training except just fine-tuning. A lot of this is dribbling is such a big part of the game. So much in the past with catch-and-shoot, catch-and-shoot, catch-and-shoot. Well, dribbling does one thing. It puts your weight forward. Most of the time, you are leaning forward in an effort to get by a defender or to get to a spot as quickly as you can. That takes your shoulders down most of the time. And we tell high-level players, like when Justice and I would be in the gym, I would say chest up, chin up, if he got too forward. Okay? We don't care about your eyes. We care about chest up, chin up, because that's a balance point. If you do not rectify and throw your shoulders immediately back if you're leaning forward, you are going to shoot the ball more out than up, and that creates a flat trajectory. And the faster you go, the more flat it gets. So now we are space and play, dribble and attack. So we are in a perfect storm for having weight. When I say players, most players, I would say it's eight out of probably nine out of ten, maybe eight out of ten players that walk in the gym. And I'm talking about really good players. They shoot too flat. It's really – an amazing problem that I, it just seems to get worse and worse. Hmm. Interesting. All right. Um, you also are on the, uh, would it be the cutting edge that is with the CP3 prestigious camp that uh, they are getting ready to roll out a plan that will be a girls only invite. Yep, and so this is a big deal because I always try to stay close to the girls. Of course, I have a daughter, and I, but I love the girls' game, and there's a ton of opportunities for the gentlemen. There are some for the young ladies, but not near as many. And so, you know, in discussions with uh, CP3 just in the last couple of days, so they're really looking at rolling out middle school combines that they have for the boys. So that would be the 6th through ninth grade or 8th grade. And see, the boys have a ninth grade, so we're getting that for the girls. And then we have one of our own, well, Layden Blocker, an Arkansas player, 
that's now at a prep school went to the CP3 camp that was for the high school players. So it was, I think it was the top 28 players in the country, and that's something that Chris Paul has recently started in the last couple of years. So this is certainly something that they want to replicate on the girls' side, and I think it's extremely important, guys, because there is just not enough. You talk about John Lucas for the girls, Wooten, the Wooten camp, which is well-known, does have some things for the young ladies. But outside of that, there's not a ton. Most of the circuit stuff starts with the boys at 15 for the girls at 16. So I think they're they're behind the eight ball. So Chris Paul, and, and credit to him and his staff, he continues to get back to the game. And they are really putting the pedal down to try to get these out regionally and nationally and really expand this to try to grow the girls' game. And I think it's great. Hmm. Where would something like this be held, Bart? Well, so if, if you're looking for the middle school combine, so like my son got invited to the middle school combine, so he has a location in Atlanta, one in California, one in Texas, and one in North Carolina. And they'll take the qualifiers of those and go to the big one in North Carolina. So you, they would be kind of geographically put in strategic locations, especially is the middle school because you're trying to identify those players, right? So you're trying to identify – Talented players, but players also that have the interest. The ninth grade, so the rising stars for the boys, is always in North Carolina. It would be the same for the girls. So it's really a good thing because they'll always kind of keep them around these key spots uh, regionally. And I think the national aspect of CP3 is always going to be in North Carolina because that, that's his home. So that's, I think that's where they're going to maintain it. But um, it's certainly some, some different spots to get noticed and, and get some really good, I think, competition and feel for what else is out there, especially for girls younger younger ages. Uh, let's see. Let's go back to that uh, Coach Muss uh, being able to uh, get out and evaluate. At what point, I mean, to me, I would think Honor Bokong knows – the interest in Arkansas. What? What? Yeah. I mean, is this just again kind of a deal to reinforce Arkansas's interest in honor? I mean, what? What? Yeah. What is uh, kind yeah. of the motivation behind this? Well, I think for the Razorback fans out there, you have to look at one thing because we we've talked about it many times. Honor came off the grid, so he was not one of those guys like that's been recruited since he was you know fifth, sixth grade. And I'm I'm kind of being funny, but Honor came out of nowhere, so. I think this is Arkansas expressing interest, but I think also trying to make up for lost time that he was possibly not being a focal point. And, we, and we've seen this before. Um, and what you've had is someone like Dallas Thomas, still nationally ranked, that's kind of slid down just a little bit, where Honor was not ranked at all and it's exploded to the top. So now he's gone from a guy that's all just not only talented, but you're talking about a 4.0 student, so this is a Duke-caliber type player. So they want to make sure and grab this guy because I, I, I do think this next year he's walking in and he's top ten in the country, and I have no doubt about that. He's going to continue to spike up. So they want to make sure and protect their borders. I think they've done a great job. Coach Musselman has done a great job of that since he's been here. They are not going to have players like Honor Botain get out of the state of Arkansas unless he has his say. So I think it's a great thing that they're doing, and they just want to say, hey, we're here. You'll be a centerpiece. We're going to be here. Because coming to practice, you don't see a lot of that anymore. It's just not one of those things that happens a lot. I would think, uh, yeah. I mean, if 
if you're able to go to a practice now, you got to do it now because once the Arkansas yep. season starts, I mean, we're just even we're talking preseason practices. Pretty much would eliminate yep. a chance to go watch a young man uh, in his own high school gymnasium. All right, Bart. Thank you. That's Bart Reed. Pure Sweat Basketball Skills.